With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to a chat in the garden with AJ Smith. Where significant blooms in athletics and sports on Survival Radio Network. Well, today is going to be a very interesting day because we begin very interestingly. Um, my head is out and my household is green. But guess what? We are still in the garden. So, um, you all listening in on my message to my engineer that I can't see any messages from her because I don't have any internet. And so, um, I'm blind, but we are still going to be just fine. Okay? And so, um, yeah, we're running that good. We're going to go with the flow, and we know we're going to be just fine. Just fine. Got a couple of, um, messages out here to give you all before we bring our guests on today. Um, again, uh, I'm going to give you some reading in, actually. I went for my oldest for goodies. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the ones I continue to bring to your attention. Um, and let me just say this, readers are leaders. And I know everyone listening to my voice is a leader. Surviving the Life, a professional athlete's playbook to learn place by Tiana Smith is such a resource. Uh, we're blessed today to have someone who is from our community who wrote a book to be able uh, to guide us and guide our young people on the other side of being a student athlete. And research shows that it's fear of communication that has the most um, effect. And so she does have some of her former clients to share some of the curses that happen. And let's just be honest. You know, most of our young people want the people that have been with them the longest. And there's something like a code, you know, of loyalty. And we do understand that. However, there's another code as it relates to business. And that business is that relationships, leadership moves from one place to another. And so if the young people connect with people that they are only in a loyalty manner but have not had better relationships with their decision makers, then that becomes a problem. That becomes a problem. And so uh, they don't know how uh, to make that distinction. And sometimes we saying this may not be this. And it's been my experience when I want to influence someone. I give them the same book that I read in order to let them 
come to the same conclusion that would have I said the words myself. There's something about ownership. Here's the opportunity uh, to share some light on their neck. And, uh, um, again, we're not just talking about football and basketball. We're talking about track and field, tennis, you know, all those type of things. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be making some decisions about themselves. And some some are going to be forced to do so before they're, they're ready because some teams are dropping sports. And so they may think, oh, now is my chance. It may be their time, but are they ready to go as it relates to uh, their business? It's an e-book, an audiobook, and uh, software. So get your copy today at Amazon.com. Dr. Carwell, Dr. Carwell, Dr. Chico Carwell has joined forces with uh, – Asher and Greenwood. And uh maybe it's Greenwood Asher, excuse me, maybe it's Greenwood Asher. Executive search firm. And uh I'm I'm saying this has been a wonderful partnership. He has asked me to be a co organizer, which is great for here us in the garden, is that I can provide another resource for individuals who are part of the garden and then who are my listeners. Um Great information, and what I like about it the most, he spends a lot of time talking to presidents, and uh, that's really who uh, you know. AD may pick you, but it's going to be the selection of the president who actually shows deal. And so, what? How do you present yourself? How do you present yourself? And, uh, you know, he's been very clear uh, that when you present yourself, you say that you can be setting a success culture. And uh, we've done so well with our partnership in the last um, 60 days, going on 90, um, that uh, they have instituted an athletics department, athletics uh, part of this executive search because he and I are on the same plane that uh, that most definitely the athletic director position is an executive level and we do know that many uh, institutions have elevated in the game as well by making the position of VP position and so when you understand what uh, institutions are looking for, you can position yourself um, as one who will institute and execute the success culture. So this week, uh, the concentration really is on the area I think everybody would be interested in. It's really how do you lead when your staff, you may have one or two people who may not be on the same page. Um, it's about accountability when they don't believe in that. And uh, because athletics has so many moving pieces, this is going to be crucial on how to get people on the same, uh, on the same rhythm as you. Uh, 
I, I think visually. So in my mind, when I say this, I'm thinking about a boat and everybody going in the same direction with their oar. And when um, when you have somebody going in a direction, it doesn't mean that the boat is going to go that way. It just means you're going to be in a standstill. So how do you how do you recalibrate that? So we're going to talk about that tomorrow on Love And you know you're going to have a great PowerPoint. We have some great discussion. So join us to register tomorrow at 11 o'clock at successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Again, successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Get on the radar. Get on the radar. Um, I think this is a great partnership, and I'm glad to be able to bring it to each one of you. Um, Let me say thank you to Dee Dee Mary. Oh, she put out a great uh, uh, endorsement of the Chatton Garden podcast and an endorsement for our celebration party, which will take place June the 8th. June the 8th at uh, 7 o'clock. We're going to have a ball. We're, uh, my my planning committee, we are having a uh, meeting on Friday to solidify uh, the run of show, and I promise you, you're not going to want to miss any of it. But I will tell you this, because we're going to be in the Monique AJ Zoom room, um, we're only going to have 100 people. And so, you want to get there early to make sure that you are in the house, in the room. And so, um, we got uh, we got prizes. Um, we have a live DJ. We're going to have entertainment by our own members. Um, you don't want to miss this. You just don't want to miss this. And uh, so it's it's not a webinar, which means all all heads will be seen. Okay. So that's the part I'm really excited about laying my eyes on all of you all at one time. Have fun, because you know what? Because Dr. Christine Kelly is our MP. And if you follow anything that she does, she has fun. She has fun. And I think I'm going to learn the Mazuba or whatever. I know I'm going to have a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really thrilled. And to get us ready, and to get us ready, we're going to meet our former Deb Award winners um, from the previous four seasons um, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you ask, well, why she stuck it all on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Because my wedding and the anniversary is on the 4th, and my husband ain't going to kill me because I'm, I'm, I'm well with you all celebrating. So, uh, we're going to have two. We have a uh, Dee Dee and Cherie on Monday. Um, I forget what Monday's date is. I think it's the first. Um, yeah, it is the first. And then the second, we have our very first Deborah Award winner, Dr. Renee Miles. And uh, on the third, we have Dr. Thais Roxburgh. So, we are going to have a good time. 
Uh, that will be in a webinar uh, function. It will be on Facebook Live, just Facebook Live, and uh, you take your questions. And all four of these individuals have really advanced from their podcast. So, you know, like Oprah says, where are they now? This is like our where are they now piece. And I'm excited about that. That's just a, a pre-launch, a pre-party, and I call it the red carpet. I call it our red carpet before our party. So, again, I'm excited. I hope y'all can tell I really love what I do because I just have a good time. And speaking of Facebook Live, I hope you did not. I hope you did not miss our uh, exclusive, y'all, exclusive, Ashton Washington. All right? She just made history by uh, being hired on the football team staff. Of University of Illinois, where Lovey Smith, see Lovey know what it feels like to be a history uh, maker, and so he wanted to continue to be a history maker by hiring what, hiring what the first woman, then first African American woman on a football staff for what the Big Ten. Now I don't know about you all. I told my husband already. I said, look, I got my team. Uh, yes, I'm going to support my Hampton University because I love my guys on my team. They're my class. But I don't have anybody in my class that's playing in the Big Ten. So guess what? I got a Big Ten team, and uh, I'm excited for her. And did y'all realize that young lady is only 23 years old? Only 23 years old, people. There's no fear in her vein. Listen. And so, uh, yeah, if you haven't had a chance, just go back and look in the Facebook group, and uh, and you'll be able to uh, to experience it all over again. Because I'm telling you, this girl had court for 60 minutes. Just to talk about how she got that, I just want to make a couple of points, all right? She is an HBCU graduate. I did not have football, and she just got a job after one year of being a graduate of the college on a Division I football program. What's the lesson in that? There are no excuses. No excuses. If it's something that you want, you create it for yourself. And then she talked about Yes, being on a female on the recruiting circuit, uh, she was doing social media for a site uh, capturing um, um, high school football recruits and and doing research for them for a recruiting site. And when she walked on the field, she acted like she belonged there. You know how we say, I like you belong at the table? Hey, let us find every space that we're in. And uh, so, you know, I just, I got so much inspiration. That's how to start, that was a way to start the week on a Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Sat on that. Don't miss out on that. Just go back and watch that. So, uh, hey, don't want to miss all the great things we're having uh, for our party. You want to be in the 100, you need to register because we're not going to have any bombs in our Zoom room, Okay. So you go to Monique A.J. Smith S. 
ZoomRoom.com. Because it's Monique A.J. Smith Zoom Room. Okay? Because Monique A.J. Smith S. ZoomRoom.com to register for June the 8th. And you don't want to miss these gifts. Oh, my gosh. And entertainment by your own folks. I do want you to share that uh, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative of those individuals who have purchased uh, my story that appears in the book, of Removing the Face. Uh, my chapter is called Public Figure Mask, Exit Stage Left. And many of you all continue to say, how did you? How did you start in this business? Uh, why did you start a chat in the garden? And what is your advice uh, for others? And I say, get my book. Get my book. Uh, because I really, especially, oh, my goodness. You know, the book is for almost every level. The book is for those who want to really uh, advance and how to advance with uh, in a healthy manner. Let's put it like that. In a healthy manner, um, and I'm going to send the book uh, to Miss Ashton because I say, as a public figure, you become uh, automatically uh, when you uh, become a pioneer, and that's really uh, by being like the first full-time voice information director uh, in a conference. Um, they actually still had part-time male uh, SIDs was one that I had to educate my colleagues. And here's the real funny thing. So after being a colleague with a fellow male SID for years, right, and then we both become athletic directors, and I'm trying to get one of my female students hired, as a sports information director, and, you know, it's funny now that I look upon it, but it wasn't too funny then. You know, we were talking, and, you you know, it it comes to a point when you are infiltrated, which is good when people don't even see uh, your differences. Uh, He was talking to me, yeah, I'm interested in, um, I'm going to just say her name, because she's she's in in the business, but it was Shonda, Shonda. Uh, was one of my students who did all computerized stats for me. And he was looking to have a person do that. And he forgot he was talking to her. Yeah, but, you know, she's going to have to travel at night, you know, and sleep in hotel rooms. And, uh, you know, she's a female. I'm like, uh, excuse me, I'm a female. And he didn't dawn on me, dawn on him who he was talking to. I said, you don't even know you just did some gender biases. You just don't even know you discriminate against her. You just assume for her that she did not want that position because you think what you're doing is protecting her, but what you're doing is you're blocking her. So I'm telling you, almost all of my career, I've had to educate other individuals to influence, influence corrective thinking. So some of this I put, in, you know, in the book, and. Uh, and, again, like I told you all, you know, if you want to influence somebody, sometimes just give them a book so then that they can um, take ownership of their thought process. So if you would like my, um, my the book that includes my journey, uh, it's called publicfiguremask.com. That's how you get a signed copy from me, Public 
www.figuremath.com. Uh, and so, yes, I, I've been blessed to have a journey that I can share with others that I really hope will uh, make the, the position, uh, what well, a journey, not necessarily easier, but uh, one that you can maybe have a billboard to say, do I want to go this way or do I want to go that way? And if I go this way, this is what I may be able to encounter, and this is how someone else navigated that. So I'm not one to try to make life easier for another individual. Don't get me wrong. But I am about being able to uh, provide a narrative that will make it uh, somewhat uh, give you better choice. Because if you don't know anybody else has done something, you really don't know. Um, you might you give you some encouragement. Just put you like that. Okay, so, again, I'm in the blind, and I really hope that um, my guest is on. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to commercial so I can navigate this new uh, blindness I have here. So, uh, yes, let's just take a short commercial break while we find out if our guest is here while I don't have any or I have a phone. So, please give us a commercial. Engineer. This is Michelle McKinney, the owner of Third Degree Solutions. I would like to introduce you to our program, Excel After Sports, where we are career services for the athletes. Our goal is to create well-rounded athletes and to aid them to be successful on and off the field. Our mission is to prepare them for the evolution of their next. We accomplish this by creating a series of professional development workshops tailored to the athletes. We know that an athlete's time is limited, so we'll work with you and your teams to tailor a schedule that fits everybody's needs. So please contact me, Michelle McKinney at Third Degree Solutions, 919-271-8351, the career services for your athletic department, as we aid you and your team to excel at the sport. Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the financial literacy coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380. 4380 and by email eric at the dot com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along. 
just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving their lives? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Let's face it, the AD position is an executive position, a member of the president's administrative team, the cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for AD leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at successcultureconsultantcoach.com for info on my next course, on building a success culture. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I am. Um, I just been informed that you really couldn't hear me previously because I was talking to my phone like it was on speakerphone, and it was not. Just want to uh, give out a couple of announcements really fast. Uh, if you have not registered for uh, the June the 8th celebration, you need to do so uh, because we only can have 100 people, and uh, we're filling up really fast. I think I might only have 20 spots left. And so to do that, you go to Monique A.J. Smith uh, S. at ZoomRoom.com. Again, Monique A.J. Smith S. ZoomRoom dot com. Um, and I also mentioned uh many people have asked me about advice about uh, nav- uh navigating athletic administration uh for thirty years and I covered that in the chapter in the book called The Public Figure Mask. Well the name of the book is uh Removing the Face. My chapter is called Public Figure Mask, uh Exit Stays Left. So if you would like to get a signed copy of that Go to publicfiguremask.com. And uh, you just heard about Dr. Carwell's uh, session, which takes place tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And we're talking about um, 
how do you uh, get your staff uh, on the same page of accountability? Um, to register for that, you go to successcultureconsultantcoach.com, successcultureconsultantcoach.com. And uh, um, the resource that I uh, share every week is it's the Surviving the Lights of Professional Athletes Playbook, Devon Matawana Smith, which can be purchased from Amazon on three different formats, uh, ebook, audiobook, and paperback. So I am excited and thrilled and grateful to have our guest for today. Um, this young lady is soon to be doc, and so I'm really excited for her. And she is a health science lecturer, an internship coordinator, and somebody who dibbles and dabbles in athletics as an academic um, advisor for several student-athletes. Uh, at Lincoln University. Welcome to the Garden, Chastity Brown. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Outstanding. Outstanding. I'm happy to have you tremendously. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for having me to speak to your class yesterday virtually, and I had a ball. That really rejuvenated me. We appreciated it. We learned a lot. The kids were excited, so we're very thankful for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's tell the folks all about you. Tell us uh, from from college to your current position. Sure. So I went to college at East Stroudsburg University, which is located in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. It is a Division II school. They play in the PSAC. And when I first went to college, I thought that I wanted to be a health and physical education teacher, and so that was my major initially, until I quickly learned that in order to graduate, I would have to take swim class. And not (laughs) that I don't know how to swim. I do know how to I am. of mixed race and so I have naturally curly hair and so at 18 years old 19 years old I'm like there is no way that I'm walking around this campus with wet curly frizzy hair absolutely not um and so that small thing made me change my entire uh major simply because I didn't want to fix my hair and I didn't have enough time so at that point what is it that I want to do? I was the football manager. And so I I loved that aspect. And then I had the opportunity to also be the men's basketball manager. And I'm like, I really like athletics. Growing up, um, I was always around sports. I'm a runner. I ran track. Um, My dad and my brother were pretty big in the community with basketball. So I learned how to work clock at a very young age and I learned how to do the scorebook at a very young age so I already had that foundation going into it and so now I was like okay what else is there for me to do and so there were two majors other majors that were similar and I could have chose sport management or I could have chose exercise science with a concentration in exercise physiology and me being a little bit over and over of an overachiever, I was like, well, let me see if I can double major because I'm not sure what direction. And so for about a year, I was going to 
I double majored and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to go the strength and conditioning route or maybe I wanted to be an athletic director, so I kept that sport management uh, major as well. Until it got to my senior year and my advisor said, uh, you, you're not going to graduate this year if you continue to have both of these majors. You need to pick one and you need to focus. And so I wasn't quite sure um, how to come to Jesus moment. And I chose exercise science. And so I graduated with a bachelor's degree in exercise science. I interned at the local YMCA in youth sports and adult recreational sports. And I got to dabble a little bit into the fitness side of things. And I'm like, you know, I really like this. It's less pressure. It's still sports. And I'm making a difference. And so it just so happened I graduated and I moved back home to my hometown of Eastern Pennsylvania. And that YMCA happened to have an adult sports director and fitness director position. And so at 23 mm. years old, I was very fortunate, uh, graduated um, in, in May and got hired in May and I started my career. And I really attribute that to being involved in my undergrad career, having the the experience, I chose not to be an athlete. I chose to work. I chose to work with the football team. I chose to work with the basketball team. And I attribute to being able to jump right into a leadership role at such a young age just because of the experiences that I had and capitalizing on my internship. So that was great. And I did that for about six months. And I said, okay, I think I'm ready to do something different. That sport management thing was still kind of dangling. And so I said, all right, I'm going to take a grad class. So I go back to East Stroudsburg University part-time in the summertime, and I take a sport management class, who it just so happened to be taught by the athletic director at the time. Ooh. And so I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Maybe I want to get back into, maybe I want to think about collegiate athletics. So I enrolled first year I did part-time because I was working full-time. I had moved out of my parents' house, and I was determined that I wasn't going to go back. So <laughs> I went to school part-time. I worked at the YMCA running volleyball, running uh, men's basketball league, which was the biggest men's basketball league in the, in the area, um, helping out with some youth sports, and still working the fitness side where I got my group exercise certification. I got nationally certified in personal training. So now I'm dabbling in those areas as well. And then um, finishing my master's degree. Again, with a master's degree, I was tasked to do an internship. And so I could have just said, I have a job in this industry. Technically, I could just use my work experience for the internship and call it a day. Um, but something inside of me said, Chess, you're paying a lot of money for this internship. Why mm -hmm. would you sell yourself short? And so I thought long and hard, and I said, I, I got to go. I got to try something a little different. My undergrad, I uh, interned at the YMCA. I'm working full-time at the YMCA, but I'm trying to get more experience. So I quit my job, and I oh. had to move back home. Um, yes because I, I wanted to maximize the opportunity of that graduate internship. 
And so Mm -hmm. I moved on to Lafayette College, which is located right in my town in eastern Pennsylvania. And I dabbled into club sports and intramural sports. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much because club sports and and intramurals often don't have a lot of manpower. They rely on Mm -hmm. interns. They rely on student workers. So I had the opportunity to learn scheduling. I had the opportunity to learn about equipment, just different things that I did not know about. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was great. Graduated, now what's next? So I was presented Mm -hmm. with an opportunity to work at a larger YMCA. And what sold me um, on this opportunity was that now I was able to train high school and college athletes and I was like oh best of both worlds still athletics but fitness and now I can combine both of my degrees and maximize its potential so I did that Mm -hmm. for quite some time moved around several YMCs and then I landed in Coatesville Pennsylvania where I currently reside when I was at the YMCA here And one day I was tasked with promoting personal training to our members. So we created a bulletin board, some marketing. And lo and behold, one day I get an email that says, hi, we saw your bio at the YMCA. Uh, We know that you are promoting personal training, but we're hiring adjunct faculty, and we (laughs) want to know if you would be interested. Now, public speaking, not my thing, never thought of being a teacher um, other than phys ed, um, never thought of college. So I took advantage of the opportunity, taught a few basic wellness classes, found myself in athletics a little bit because we shared a building. So the major Mm -hmm. and the athletics shared a building. So met some coaches, saw they were looking for instructors to teach preseason workouts and I'm like oh I got this I got this so I had the opportunity to do that for a few years at a smaller institution two years later um, uh, there I was found myself at Lincoln University where I currently am I teach some health classes because I'm finishing my DRPH in public health We are in the works of building and creating a sport management major right now, so I'm very excited to have my hands in that. I do have the opportunity to academically advise a lot of the athletes because health science has a large amount of athletes in the program, so that was a great opportunity. I also got to dabble because of Being in recreation as a graduate intern, I got the opportunity to teach some fitness classes in the recreation center and Mm -hmm. um, had a couple coaches come and check me out. And they're like, hey, can you train our athletes for preseason? So I also had the opportunity to work with men's basketball, women's basketball, and a little bit of football in their their preseason workouts as well. So that is my journey from college to now. In my spare time, I also am vice chair of a company called Living Sport. And what we do is we take sport business professionals, anybody that's interested in a position in athletics, 
and we travel the world. So unfortunately this summer we won't have that opportunity due to COVID, but last summer I was fortunate enough to take 25 students to Scotland, 25 students to Ireland the year before at 26 students in London. And what they did was they worked a non-traditional sporting event. So cycling, um, a triathlon, and so it gave the students an opportunity to work what we would typically call a non-traditional sporting event, but also gain international experience. So, yes, God has blessed me, and I'm very excited for my journey, and I look forward to, to growing in my profession. Wow. I didn't know all of that was going to be unpacked. That, I really like the last one. I, Tell me how you found about that organization, how did you get involved, and how did you become a VP and all that kind of good stuff? Okay, yes. Yeah. So how I found out about the Living Sport Foundation is that I went to graduate school with the founder. Oh. And so that's how that played out. And ironically, Money, um, you might not know this, but Living Sport actually connected you and I because last year on a trip, in Ireland, a student said, hey, do you know about this woman? She's great. She does these podcasts. She does all these things. And I'm like, no. And so she referred me to you, and I reached out to you when I was on one of the trips. And that's how we were connected from a student that was on one of our trips. Wow. Wow. That's, that's man, I'm just, I'm flattered. I am flattered and you know, I don't remember what student it was, but they shared their experience. Um, I've been an adjunct since, uh, I think, about six years now, uh, four years at Hampton, and two years, or oh, at least one whole year at ODU. So I can't really put my finger on who that person was, but mm-hmm. um, um but, you know, there is some satisfaction in planting seeds with other people. But they Absolutely. know that that something that they experienced either connected with something that was been planted and then became rooted with them. And so um, I think they knew that we were like-minded. <laughs> right, exactly. So how how do you select those individuals to attend and how how was it paid for? Do they have an application process? I know we can't go now, but you know we can always dream about it. You know, right? So there is um, a process where if you go to um, LivingSport.com, there's usually five or six trips a year, mostly in the summer. However, in 2020, fortunately, um, we had the opportunity to partner with several schools, several sport management programs and they did their trip over spring break. So they got to travel mm. because it was right before um, COVID was unfolding. But, yeah, if you go on the website, you'll see the trips that are available for that current year, and you apply, and then you have a, uh, an interview, usually via Zoom, and then you're, you can get your first choice, second choice, or they'll say if you're selected – there is a cost associated with that, that the student or the young professional, because there are folks that have graduated college that travel with us as well, you are responsible for it, 
there are scholarships available. I actually am the chair of the fundraising committee, so I mm-hmm. I value that and understand the financial situation of college students and young professionals. And so there is opportunity for scholarships, and we do provide some ideas of how they can fundraise as well. So and after the- they go on the trip, they're part of our alumni group. If we have job opportunities, if we have Ooh. internship opportunities, everyone is still very much connected and, you know, we help one another out. I love it. I love it. So uh, does the financial part include, um, scholarship include getting there and food there, or are the students required to do one of those regardless? Mm-hmm. So we meet typically at a specific airport. In my, in my experience, it's either JFK or Newark Airport. So wherever you are across the country, we typically meet at one of those airports unless you plan on paying for your flight, not part of the package. But the flight mm. to and from is included in the package. Your stay is included in the package, and we typically stay at um, a university, mm-hmm. wherever we are. And many meals are included, but there's probably maybe five or six, I would say, that the person would be responsible for on their own. Mm. But that's hmm. all laid out in the package. If you guys visit the website, it's all laid out there very, very well and very detailed. So 2021 hopefully will be a big year for us, and uh, we'll have quite a few trips running. So where did you all go to spring break? I did not go to spring break because I was at the CIAA tournament. Um, but... <laughs> A couple of the trip, uh, they went to, I believe, Italy and London. Wow. Wow. That is just fantastic. Well, uh, I do have a couple of questions. Um, to see. Uh, Tamika Horns, uh, she says, uh, she's of a therapeutic business specialist. What's the difference between training clients in the gym and teaching college students? Huh. Okay. Well, training clients in the gym, you know, you got to have that background, that anatomy, that physiology background. However, that behavior change is still the same whether you're in the gym or in the classroom. And so you've got to really be relational with both of them. And so they're mm-hmm. very similar because you are educating. Trainer, good trainers will educate their clients on the how and the why so that mm-hmm. eventually they will no longer need them. Good teachers will teach their students the how and the why and get them to critically think so that they're mm-hmm. able to apply what they're learning in the textbook so that they mm-hmm. no longer need you. So very mm-hmm. similar, just a little bit different knowledge background. But the coaching, I would say, would be similar. Wow. Alicia, you are a wonderful professor and a mentor to many young adults. What's your approach to connecting with students, even though each of those students may be different and respond in different ways? 
Great question. Um, again, going back to being relational, holding them to a higher standard, which in the beginning is a challenge um, because my expectations are high and my standards are high. But mm -hmm. I also have an open door, an open communication policy. So at any given time, you can come and speak to me in my office. My students have my cell phone number. They have my email. I'm very, very much available to them. If they want to mm -hmm. come and talk about class, great. If they want to come and talk about life, great. If they just want to come and sit, great. And so really building that relationship and building trust and understanding your students, building that relationship, knowing where they come from, knowing what their likes are, knowing what their dislikes are. And so I think for me, that has been very, very beneficial in the classroom and outside the classroom. And I have very strong connections with students that have graduated already. We're still very much in tune. And I'm still very much in tune with students right now, even though it's, it's summer break. We, hey, how mm -hmm. you doing? Just checking in. But letting them know you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss my 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 uh, my students because I sent one one student a note and said it's been forever. She said, "No, you didn't say forever." I said, "It feels like forever." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, next question: Head football coach of Northeast High School. What's your next big move professionally in the health science field? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna graduate within the next year. And I know that I would like to still be a part of launching the sport management program at Lincoln University of Pennsylvania. And then we'll go from there. I love what I do. I love being at the first um, HBCU. I love the <laughs> students, and I love all those dynamics. So wherever God takes me, um, I'm going to continue to take advantage of any opportunity that is presented to me, I'm going to take advantage of networking, and we'll see. If you asked me five, ten years ago, would I be, do I think where I would be today? No. So the next five, ten years, I can't imagine where I'll be or what I'll do, but I'm just going to be along for the ride. So Kelsey Nicole Nelson, she wants to know, what is your motivation and inspiration for your work? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love what I do. And because I love what I do, it does not feel like work. I mm -hmm. thrive off of seeing other people succeed. And my main focus is to help those people coming behind me become better than me. And so when I see a student get excited because they did great on a project or a paper, that excites me. And it's like, ah, they get it. And it motivates me to keep going. When, they, mm -hmm. when I get text messages or emails and they're like, I got accepted to grad school. When I know mm -hmm. that student was on academic probation three semesters ago and now they completely turned their life around and they're going into grad school, that's my inspiration, motivation, because I need to make sure those coming behind me are doing better and are going to become better than I. So when they get mm -hmm. that job or whatever it is they do, when I see them succeed, it just motivates me and encourages me to keep going because they're looking at me. And so I got to be my best because I'm expecting them to give me their best. All right, so here is a different turn on a question, but since you are so in tune, this kind of goes to what I've been saying about 
the resource that I continue to preach about is Surviving the Lights Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoid the Curse by Tawana Smith. And since you're in an advisement role, uh, Dr. Deidre Johnson, founder of Forward Movement Sports Consultant, what advice do you give athletes who do not go professional? Mm-hmm. Great question. Three things. Stay active, stay connected, and continue to work hard. Um, to the first point, stay active. A lot of times athletes play sports their entire life. They get out and because they no longer have that structure exercise, uh, mm-hmm. things start to happen. Weight starts to be put on. You still are in charge of your health. And so if you are not 100% healthy, you really truly can't give your best self. So making sure that you are staying active in some kind of capacity, it doesn't have to be to the level of when you were competing, but making sure you're active and taking care of yourself. Stay connected. You might not be in the professional realm of the sport, but stay connected in some type of capacity. Maybe mentor athletes that are coming behind you or volunteer in the youth sports programs or get involved in recreational sports to kind of still stay connected. And lastly, continue to work hard. The skills that athletes develop are instrumental in all industries and all organizations, from time management to leadership, to teamwork, communication, the work ethic that is built, critical thinking are all valuable skills that organizations are looking for. And making sure that you are capitalizing and realizing that you have those skills and be able to transform them to the next chapter of your life. Wow. So, can you go back, uh, when we get off, uh, please send me the link to this organization that travels. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell me again what the name of it is? Living Sport. Living Sport, okay. And so I'm going to put it inside the chat and garden as a follow-up, you know, as I usually do. And so um, you are a, uh, you know, I haven't met you in person, but we've talked several times, and uh, I just didn't know that all this greatness was in this small little package. (laughs) You just, you know, things happen when you just put yourself out there and network. Things kind of just fall in your lap, and it's exciting to be able to connect my different degrees because I have three different disciplines. It's exciting to be able to do that and and capitalize and, and help and serve so many different people. And you're soon to be doc, and when will that occur? March 2021. And uh, what, uh, I think I had another guest on previously who said, um, uh, I think the question was to pose to them, and I'm going to pose it to you. What advice do you give to somebody who's on the fence about getting their Ph.D.? Think about what you want to do career-wise, and will that degree bring value to your dream job? Don't Mm -hmm. go out and spend the money if that degree really, and I'm an educator, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, don't get a degree just to get a degree. If that degree will bring value to you professionally and personally, then go for it. 
But if it's not going to give you that extra pay raise, not going to give you an extra boost, maybe just work on networking, going to workshops, things that are a little less expensive and a little less time consuming for you. So did you go straight through or did you have any stop gaps getting your PhD? Um, I took seven years off. Okay. Okay. That's similar to the previous guest we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, Dr. Ivy at, at Memphis. She she talked about how she had it. You want to speak about that? How did you get back on track? Um, yeah. When I started teaching as an adjunct, and I thought this this is something I can do. This is mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm doing well, and this is something I can do but I know that I'm going to need that terminal degree to be able to mm-hmm. succeed. And so that was my turning point in saying, hey, this is going to be something long-term. I want to be able to teach full-time. Mm-hmm. And so that was really my push. Fortunately for me, I was able to land a job in the midst of it all. So I'm very fortunate and blessed. But I know that I need to finish. if I want to keep my job and grow in my career. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. So you become an example to your students because you are a student and a professor. And so if you can balance it, they can balance it. So that's great. Right. That's outstanding. Outstanding. Um, And I think I've shared before, um, yes, I had been pondering that about the Ph.D., but I did take uh, my inheritance to learn the entrepreneurial route. Um, but, you know, who's to say that I still won't get my Ph.D.? Because so, I, too, teach three courses a semester um, in sports management, and I love it. And everybody else in my whole family, like, she loves this thing. And the funny thing is both my parents were school teachers, and I said I'll never be in the classroom. So they're <laughs> tickle pinks. Funny how that works. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Outstanding. And uh, Christine, thank you so much for having my back in this blind moment here. Um, and because I had you, I didn't totally panic. So I really appreciate you. I want to shout out Clark Garrison, the CEO of Survival Radio Network. Uh, God bless you for creating this platform and bringing 1,600-plus people together to celebrate African-American women athletic administrators every week. I want to thank uh, Nikki Curry for identifying this great opportunity for me uh, six years ago. And so uh, join us on Facebook, A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith for follow-ups on Facebook's podcast. Have a significant rest of the day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.